Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of the Mind and My Wellness podcast. Today, I'm so excited to introduce our first guest on the podcast, and of course, it's none other than my strength training gal pal from Sadie Active, Mrs. Sadie Rigby herself. Sadie is an ex-collegiate cheerleader and cardio queen who took a chance on strength training to improve her health and now helps thousands of women feel confident, energized, and strong every day within her strength training app, Sadie Active. In today's episode, Sadie and I talk about the benefits of strength training for women, what proper strength training looks like, what progressive overload is, and why we should be implementing it to see our ultimate results, simple ways to incorporate strength training into your busy routine, where to start if you're new, and so much more. So without further ado, let's dive in. Welcome to the Mind and My Wellness podcast, your podcast for all things macros, movement, mindset, and everything in between. I'm your host, Danny Marenberg, an ex-yo-yo dieting cardio junkie turned sustainable nutrition coach who's helped over 1,000 women feel confident in their skin by learning how to eat for their goals without sacrificing a life well-lived. I created the Mind and My Wellness podcast to give you simple, effective, and manageable tips you can take away from each episode and implement in your daily life to look and feel like the best version of you. Each week, my guests and I teach you the secrets to mastering your health and owning your power. Nutrition, mindset, movement, and women's health are all topics you'll find here. Think of our time together as your productive little health break from the day. So grab your headphones, fill up your water, and let's dive into today's episode. Hi, Sadie. I'm so excited to be chatting with you today about all things strength training for women. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to chat with you. (laughs) I'm excited to chat with you too. I feel like it's been almost a year since I had you guest in the Macro Monthly Club and we did a whole live session in there. So time is just flying by. You have a baby now. It's so crazy. I know. I remember I was pregnant when you called me last (laughs) time. That was like forever ago. (laughs) Yeah. It's crazy how quickly time is just flying. How is everything with baby Colt doing? He's so great. He's fun. He definitely keeps us on our toes and doesn't always let us sleep very much, but he's so much fun. Like we, we just are having so much fun with him. So love being a mom. Just love that. <laughs> well, it looks like you're absolutely killing it. You're still showing up and getting in your strength training in those walks. We were just chatting about your beautiful walks. Yes. But to kick it off, I'd love for you to share with us your story and how you came across strength training and how it got you to where you are today. Yeah. So I've always kind of lived an active lifestyle. My parents had me in sports and dance and, you know, all the activities growing up and me and all my siblings were always active. So I kind of grew up with the love for moving my body. And during high school and college, I also was a cheerleader and, you know, with cheerleading, it's a lot of hit workouts. And I don't think I was ever introduced to weightlifting while I was a cheerleader. So a lot of hit workouts, a lot of running, a lot of high intensity, because that's kind of just what cheerleaders do. My last year cheering at college, I decided to also run a marathon. I was like wanting to get in a little bit better shape. And of course, you know, I thought I need to start running. That's always my thought always used to be my thought when I would want to get in shape, I'd just start running. So I signed up for the marathon. And of course, that was a huge motivation to pick up on runs and obviously run a lot. And so I was a cheerleader at the college, you know, we had three hour practices, five or six times a week. Plus, I would cheer on the weekends, twice on the weekend. So I was exercising a ton, I was doing practices, and then I would go do my long runs a couple times a week. And I just remember, I was wanting so badly to get lean and have abs and like have biceps, you know, and look toned and I was just not, I wasn't leaning out. I felt myself shrinking and I felt my muscle going away. And, you know, with all of that training, my joints started to hurt and my energy started to suffer. And 
I was, I was not eating very much either. And I could feel my metabolism suffering because I was eating so little. And if I'd eat a little more, I'd gain weight. So my metabolism was starting to get shot and I could feel all of this piling on me the closer I got to the marathon. And I remember as soon as I ran the marathon, I was like, I am exercising so much and eating so little and I'm so tired and my body hurts. And I knew I was just like, I know something needs to change. So I just like, I'm like, I'm going to the gym. Like I know people go to the gym to get stronger. I've never been to the gym, but (laughs) we're going to give it a shot. And so that's just what I did. I was just hopeful that I would get there and know exactly what to do, you know? So I remember I signed myself up for a gym membership and I would start going a couple times a week. And that's kind of where I got introduced to strength training was I kind of hit bedrock bottom. I was just in a terrible place physically. My metabolism wasn't great. I was tired and strength training was kind of a window for me to like, I felt hope to change all of that. And it really was crazy because obviously I didn't know exactly what I was doing right at the beginning, but as I figured things out, um, I really did see changes so quickly in my energy I started leaning out, I started exercising way less. And I was starting to see the progress that I that I was looking for. And so that was really exciting, because not only was it so amazing, like to see these positive body changes, but I didn't have to dedicate too much time to it, like I was previously dedicating to all the exercising. So it really did change my life. And I noticed myself starting to be more present in other things like showing up for my family and having the energy to go out with friends and do fun adventures. And I definitely owe that to weight training. So yeah, that's kind of my story. <laughs> I I can very much relate to that story. I didn't do cheer, but I was like cardio queen. I talk about this in my last episode, but I would get up. I mean, it's crazy. I still get up early to work yeah. out, but I would get up at like 4 a.m. to do a run before my hit classes my because goodness. I know, crazy. But I was the same way. It was like, oh, I, you know, I'm trying to lose some weight. Let me just start running more. Yes. And I was doing the, I never did a full marathon. That was a little too intimidating for me, yeah. but I did do a couple half marathons and my knees were hurting. I mean, I was just in so much pain. And yeah, it wasn't until I fully switched over to focusing on strength training similarly, where I was like, oh my gosh, I feel so much better. And I wasn't spending as much time. I mean, some of those long runs are long and yeah. they're, they take out a huge chunk of your day. So you mentioned how, when you started, you kind of just like showed up, you got a gym membership, you just showed up. Mm-hmm. How did you progress? Or how did you show up at the gym? Did you have a program? Were you kind of just winging it? How did you get to like, where you are today, where you're programming out your own programs? So uh, it it was a true journey getting to the gym, because I, I did it all wrong. <laughs> I got there and I was a big time gym wanderer. I'd go, you know, jump on the treadmill for a quick warm up. And I'd spot out like, you know, a machine that someone wasn't using that I could run over and use. And, you know, I would just try different things. And I was nothing was really structured. But I just sort of familiarized myself with the different aspects of the gym. You know, I picked up dumbbells a few times. I tried an exercise with a bozu ball. And like, every time I would try to try something different. So that's kind of how I began to like, program my own workouts. Because after a while, I was like, okay, I'm not like seeing great progress. Like, obviously, I felt my energy coming back. And I was getting a little bit stronger because I was doing um, some heavy lifting but it wasn't very structured. And so that's when I kind of started to be like, okay, I started learning about progressive overload and how to prevent plateauing, we need to be implementing that. And so I started, you know, writing out my workouts and tracking, you know, how much I'm lifting. And that kind of got me excited to see my progress continue. And so that's kind of how I got into programming my own workouts, just mostly experimentation but it took years. It took probably a year and a half, almost two years of going to the gym and familiarizing myself with all of it before I was actually able to put 
a good workout together. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend that for every new gym goer, but I just didn't, I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Well, good for you for just having the motivation and like saying, Hey, I'm here to figure it out. And look at you now, you are an inspiration for a lot of us in terms of transitioning to strength training and all the benefits of it. Yeah. It's crazy too. Cause I remember back like being so intimidated to try certain things. Like I remember I probably went to the gym for four months before I got the courage to try the Smith machine. I was like, that one would just look scary. Yeah. And I was so scared. <laughs> I remember I would sit in my car and watch YouTube videos on how to use a Smith machine, like those types of things. And so that's when, you know, I take those experiences that I had in the past and think about how in my app I can ease that for people, you know, show them how to do a squat on a Smith machine and whatnot. So it's a lot more helpful to not be scared to know how to use the machines. So, Oh yeah. I love your video walkthroughs. They're so helpful. I I think I told you this, but my mom got your app and she does not, she was not a strength trainer. She was like cardio bunny on the elliptical and she, it's really beneficial to have those videos because it's like for somebody who's never been to the gym or even at home strength training, it gives you those cues. And I think you do a really great job of that. Well, that's everything I wish I would have had when I started. I would have been able to see a lot of progress a lot faster had I had all those tools. So yeah, absolutely. I have to admit, sometimes I still have to use my my phone on the little like QR code on the gym machine. We got a new piece of equipment at the gym and I'm like, I've never seen this one before. Yeah. How the heck do I use this? Yeah. Um, but mainly because I'm like, sometimes I don't know how much the bar weighs. Yeah. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm like, why is this? So challenging. It doesn't say it on the bar. Anyway, that is a pain. (laughs) Yeah, it is. (laughs) So I would love to kind of take a step back and tell us a little bit about what some of the main benefits of strength training for women in particular are and why as women, we should be focusing on strength training. I love this because strength training can be intimidating for women, especially in the past. It was seen as a mostly like male dominated sport type thing. But for women, it's really important because it is so good for our metabolisms. And you can fix your metabolism at any age with strength training. It helps increase your metabolism. Like I said, it helps increase your bone density. It improves your muscle tone, increases your muscle tone, which helps your metabolism. Functional strength gives you functional strength to do everyday life things like, you know, carry the heavy waters in from the house and put stuff on high covers, that type of thing. And it just boosts your confidence, you know, feeling good in your body and being strong and being able to do things. It boosts your confidence and it makes you more excited to go out and try new things, play with your kids, be out in public. And I feel as when we should be confident in ourselves and and there's tools out there that can help us do that. So many amazing benefits. I love that. With strength training, I mean, I don't think a lot of women or enough women know how it can impact your metabolism. Like you said, like it can actually increase your BMR, but you're burning more calories at rest. And that to me, when, when I see clients that I work with finally understand that and kind of get over this fear of like, but my Apple watch is telling me that I'm burning way more calories doing my cycling or my running. When in reality, you're actually going to be burning more calories at rest by increasing your muscle mass, which improves your metabolic health. So that's a really great point. I'm glad you said that. I know you also had mentioned progressive overload, and I don't know if everyone really knows what that means. So do you mind explaining what progressive overload is and how to know if you're doing it properly? Yes. So progressive overload is actually quite simple. It's just increasing the stress on your neuromuscular and skeletal system over time. So what this looks like is lifting heavier weight over time. So constantly working to increase your weight. It can look like increasing your reps because that increases the intensity as well. Um, It can look like slowing down an exercise. It can look like working with the tempo, like slowing down the exercise, slowing down an eccentric portion, etc. You can add a pulse to an exercise and that helps with the progressive overload. So those are like some ways to progressive overload. 
The goal of progressive overload is to avoid plateaus in your training. So our body gets used to a certain stimulus. So if we're lifting 10 pound weights for our first year compared to two years, you know, it's not going to have as much of an effect in the second year as it did the first year. Our body is highly adaptable. It adapts to all the stress that we put on it. So we need to constantly be challenging our bodies and putting more stress on it. And that helps our bodies to not adapt and see less progress. So all in all, progressive overload is just a form that we can continue seeing progress in our training. That's great. I won previously before I was really getting into strength training. I was really veering off of using heavy weights because I was afraid of getting quote unquote bulky. But I want to touch on that in just a second too. But now I used to think that progressive overload, it meant that like every week or every couple weeks I needed to be increasing my weight. And I felt like at the beginning of my strength journey, that was a lot easier because of course I was using lighter weights and then I could, you know, build up. But once I got to the point where I have been the past like year, two years, it wasn't as easy for me to go from like one weight to the next weight to the next weight. And so something that really worked for me was, like you said, like adding a pause in the work that is still progressive overload. Like I'm still focusing on that time under tension. So it's not like you have to be increasing your weight every single week or month or whatnot. Ultimately, of course, I'm sure that's the goal. You want to get heavier, but those little changes, they, they really helped me in my strength training journey for sure. Absolutely. And a lot of people wonder, okay, how much weight should I be lifting? How much weight is too heavy? How much weight is too light? And what's a good rule of thumb to know if I am currently progressively overloading? And a rule of thumb that I always follow is the last two to three reps of every set should be extremely difficult to complete. And if you're within that range and you're failing within two to three reps of the suggested reps then you are properly progressively overloading. If you're blowing through your reps, then chances are you're not challenging yourself enough. And if you can't get through more than half the reps that are suggested, then you're you're lifting too heavy. So that's a good rule of thumb that I like to follow that helps me gauge, okay, I'm ready to increase weight now, or mm, that's a little too heavy. Let me drop down a little bit of weight and try again. I think that's really helpful to me on a day-to-day basis. I'm, I definitely fall guilty sometimes of feeling like, let me go up and wait, but I can't do it with like good form or complete all the reps. And I'm like, okay, you know what? Reality check, ego check, leave my ego at the door. I need to drop it and do it with proper form, yeah. but still something I struggle with, but definitely getting better with it. With the thought of, because I know this fear of getting bulky or getting like too muscular, I think especially with macros, what I focus on, a lot of the initial messaging I got around macros was like bodybuilding. And it was like macros and strength training. And now I teach macros and strength training. I know that you do macros and strength training. And it's not this like bodybuilding aesthetic that I think a lot of us had that fear. And some of us still do have that fear. So can you talk a little bit about this fear of getting bulky when it comes to strength training? Yeah. So the reality is men make 15 to 20 times more testosterone than women. And testosterone is the primary hormone that helps us build muscle. So it is a lot harder for women to get bulky. And we do we do see women who can achieve that. But women bodybuilders, they are people who are on very, very rigorous protocols that are 99 to 100% on point all the time. And they are, most of them are on performance enhancing. Um, I don't want to say drugs, but I would say substances. They are using substances to help them gain that size. Because for women, it, it really isn't, it's not impossible, but it's really, really, really hard to do. And a lot of girls say, you know, I went to the gym one time and I lifted really heavy, but I left and I was already bigger. Like I was already bulky. And that's actually quite common to leave the gym feeling a little bit bigger because what you're experiencing after you lift really heavy or really fatigue a muscle is a pump. 
And that is just a natural response that our body does because we are working to break down muscle fibers and our body, you know, when something's uh, being broken down in our body, our body wants to repair that. So it is vasodilating those veins and rushing blood and water and nutrients to those areas to help repair those areas and help with recovery. And so that might feel like it's swelling a little bit or we call it a pump. And that's just temporary. It'll last a few hours to, you know, maybe the rest of the day. But that's not like your size. That's not equal to the amount of muscle that you're putting on. You're not putting on muscle lifting a dumbbell one time. So really for women, the advantages are way higher for picking up weights than not. We are working on our metabolisms, increased muscle tone, functional strength, boosted confidence, all of that. And you're not going to magically turn into Arnold Schwarzenegger because you picked up some dumbbells, but you can achieve a toned, strong physique. I hope you're loving today's episode. I wanted to quickly interrupt to share with you something that I only wish I knew years ago on my health journey that changed everything for me. I was the girl who had tried every diet under the sun, worked out seven days a week, yet was constantly left feeling disappointed that all my hard work and time wasn't paying off. Can you relate? If the answer is yes, then my free training, Three Steps to Transform Your Body with Macros, is just for you. In this training, I share the secrets to leveraging your metabolism to lose fat without restriction, eliminating the foods you love, or sacrificing a life well-lived. So if you're ready to say so long to yo-yo dieting and kick low-calorie diets to the curb, you're not going to want to miss this free training. Head on over to mindedmymacros.com forward slash free training to register today. Or you can head on over to my show notes to find the link. I hope to see you there. All right, now back to the episode. I was really impressed that you could say his last name in the first try. I always struggle with I that. a lot. <laughs> I get the question about being bulky a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know too, from like a nutritional standpoint, in order to build muscle, you really need to be eating at least at your maintenance, if not in a surplus. And I've done now one longer surplus two surpluses in general. I believe you have two, right? Yes. Do you mind telling us a little bit about how you've kind of cycled in nutrition with your strength training and working on, you know, your overall strength and health goals? Yeah. You know, when I first got into strength training, I I didn't I was not focused on nutrition at all. I thought macros wasn't something I had ever heard of or anything. I've never counted calories or anything, but I weight trained for over a year, I want to say maybe a year and a half before I, um, I actually had gotten engaged and I was planning my wedding and I was like, I want to look so toned at my wedding. This is, this day's all about me and I've got to look good. And so I was strength training still, but I first kind of, you could say I entered a cut because I decreased my calories. I was just counting calories. Definitely wasn't getting enough protein in and I did lose weight. I did shrink. But I remember at the end of that phase, I just looked at myself in the mirror, you know, compared my progress pictures. And I was like, I just like shrunk. I did. I Where's my, you know, muscle tone? And obviously I had a little bit of more muscle tone because I had lost a little bit of fat. But I wanted more muscle because I didn't have as much as I thought I did. And so after the wedding was over, I decided I need to put on muscle and I want to see some shape. So I went into a surplus for a period of time and strength trained really hard. And then later on entered a cut. So I guess you could say it was my second cut. And I focused on macros, though, I increased my protein. So and I noticed that as I did that, I was able to hold on to my muscle while I was in a caloric deficit and weight training. And I did I know like a huge I noticed a huge difference, I had put on some muscle. And I found that really helpful. That combination was like, amazing to me. I was just like, wow, I really leaned out. I really targeted fat loss with the high protein, you know, the calorie deficit and weight training. So that was just a magical combo to me. (laughs) Yeah. Did you 
first implement macros with your surplus or was it not until your technically second deficit? It was my surplus. So yes, in my surplus, that's when I had learned about macros right before I entered my surplus. And I was like, I'm going to give this a shot. I really did focus on my protein during the entire surplus, hit my protein every single day. I was very consistent. And yeah, it really did help me see results. And it was very noticeable. So absolutely. Yeah. How many different like cycles have you gone through? Because I know a lot of the women that I talk to and that I work with, they have this idea that they can get to their ultimate goals through just one cut. And that's not always true. So what has your journey looked like since that first, well, let's say since that first surplus when you started tracking macros? Yeah. So I have been through two surpluses and two true cuts that I was tracking macros and trying to lose that fat. So I do love maintenance too. I'm a lover of maintenance and I love to be there. And that's where I've been since before I got pregnant. So I feel like macros really helped me to learn like how much protein I need to be getting and going through those phases helped me get myself to a place where I was really happy at maintenance because also at maintenance, I feel like I can build a tiny bit of muscle, you know, slowly, very slow. And so that's kind of where I'm at right now. And I love the maintenance phase. (laughs) I love maintenance. Yes. Maintenance is my favorite. I thought that when I went into my surplus, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to love this because it's going to be a love hate because I'm like eating all this food. I was getting a little uncomfortable, but it got to the point where I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to eat anymore. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. But yeah, maintenance is a great place to be. Highly recommend anyone listening being there most of the time. Now, I really want to touch on a question that I get often, and I'm sure you get super often. I think I've seen you talk about it before in terms of like, hey, I want to tone my abs or I want to shrink my thighs. Tell us a little bit about toning specific areas of the body. Right. So we can't, we can't tone specific areas of the body. And that's because we can't choose where our fat loss comes from. We can, some things that we can do to target fat loss are, like I said, weight training, a calorie deficit and getting sufficient protein in those things will help us lose overall body fat. And that's the goal when you want to tone up anything. And it's hard sometimes because we do want our fat to go off, you know, our bellies first. I want to lose belly fat. That's when patience and persistence and dedication really come into play because you really have to stick to your macros and the weight training protocol because you don't know where the fat's going to come off your body first. So unfortunately, we can't choose where it comes off. Yeah. I see this question quite often. And I remember going on like Pinterest back in the day, looking at like inner thigh workouts. (laughs) I was like, how can I tone my inner thighs? I want that like thigh gap. How do I get it? And it's like, here are the exercises to get you that thigh gap. Yeah. (laughs) Here you go. (laughs) No, never got that thigh gap. (laughs) I remember I did like a 50 day squat challenge. Uh Like I did like 50 body weight squats every night before I went to bed and I was promised the thigh gap and I never got it. (laughs) Such a disappointment. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So for someone who is just starting out or maybe they have done strength training before, but they're really like, how often do I need to do this to start seeing results? How frequently should somebody be implementing strength training into their routine to really see optimal results? So my opinion on this is however often you can stay the most consistent with. Like if I were to say you need to get an hour in, you know, you need to get your full hour workout in to have an effective workout, then it would be hard on days that you don't have that much time to work out, then you would just give up and you would say, okay, I'll do my hour workout on Monday, but I won't work out the rest of the week versus doing what you can as often as you can, as often as your time allows. And that might look like three to four 30 minute workouts a week. And I would say that would help you see better results than the one hour per week would. 
So definitely consistency is key. We hear that a lot, but it is so true. Whatever you can stay most consistent with is what I would say will help you see the best results. And then outside of strength training, is there anything else that you recommend like supplementing? Do you recommend doing like HIIT cardio or what would you kind of pair with strength training if you recommend pairing anything at all? Absolutely. I personally love, love, love low intensity steady state cardio. And this is because I do this a couple times per week and I always do it aside from my weight training. So I like to go outside and do it, do it with family, that type of thing. Can you explain what low impact steady state is for anyone who doesn't know? Basically, it's just keeping your heart rate in a zone from about 130 beats per minute to 150 beats per minute. So this could be like a fast walk. It could be a slow jog. It could be walking on the treadmill a little bit. It could be cleaning your house. It could be Target grocery shopping slash Black Friday, whatever. Just anything that keeps your heart rate in that zone. And it's low intensity steady state cardio is so great because it helps keep our stress down, the stress on our body down. It helps keep our cortisol levels down, which keeping these levels down helps us stay more in tune with our bodies, helps our metabolism. It helps us in any phase that we're at, whether that be fat loss or maintenance or a surplus, it helps keep our cortisol levels so that our body can properly function in those phases. So I would definitely supplement with low intensity steady state cardio. That's a great point. Personally, I struggled with adrenal fatigue when I was like trying to do everything, doing those runs and then going to hit and then I'd hop on the Peloton. I mean, it was just like, how many calories could I burn? But yes, that with cortisol, with stress, like putting stress on the body, it's not just external stress like, oh, I'm feeling stressed. I have a lot going on. No, there's like internal stress too, which could also be what's holding you back from experiencing fat loss or building muscle. So I'm, I love steady state, uh, low impact steady state cardio too. Yes. It's my excuse to just like get out, go for a walk. I'll do my like incline treadmill walk in the morning if I don't have like time, a ton of yeah. time during the day. It's become my like me time. I love it. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you have a beautiful view, so. (laughs) Yes, I love, I try as often as I can to get my list in outside. There's so many benefits to it. It's great. I love to do it outside. But I also love lists because it's like so easy on the joints and just so, so good for your body. So, And it's not this like mental barrier. Like, I don't know about you, but when I was running, unless I was very consistent with running, it'd be like, oh my gosh, I have to get up and like go for this run. No, this is just, it's so nice. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> it's relaxing oftentimes. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So for someone who's brand new to strength training, where would you recommend that they begin and how can they get started? So when I was a beginner, like I said, I was a huge gym wanderer and that inhibited me from seeing really good progress right off the bat. And it is possible to do that. So what I would recommend is get a program, get someone who knows, you know, knows the gym, knows how to program workouts, let them tell you what to do, let them show you what to do and explain the gym to you. And that way, you don't feel like you're going in there totally blind, get a program, and it will maximize your time. When I was a gym wanderer, I would waste so much time, I would do three or four exercises in an hour and a half, you know, and that's all I could do because I would just walk around aimlessly not knowing what to do. So getting a program is for sure my number one recommendation for anyone wanting to start working out. Maximizes your time, helps you use it wisely because we none of us have enough time in a day, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Something I wish that I knew when I first started going to the gym and working out is that also everyone there is so focused on themselves. Like it's okay to bump your head into the bar every once in a while because <laughs> I totally do that. Yeah. But also gym people are the nicest people on the planet. Everybody there remembers vividly their first few weeks in the gym. And if you have any questions, everyone is more than happy to help you figure anything out. Yeah. I have a a funny story just because I try. So I go to the gym. I think, you know, I go to the gym at like 5am every morning (laughs) and I'm just like a morning person. I love going first thing. 
And I attempted to try because I can be a little bit more flexible with my schedule now. And so I was attempting to try to go later in the day, but I had my crew in the morning. And I was, I mean, I came from, I started strength training during COVID. So it was in my, in this room, in our second bedroom with the adjustable dumbbells that we got off Facebook marketplace. And yeah, I think that was really it. That was all I started with. And it was hard for me to think about going to a gym because I was so intimidated about like, where is everything? Are people going to be watching me? What if I do something wrong? And somebody's like, what is this girl doing? Mm-hmm. But that group in the morning, I mean, I started going really consistently and they become like my family, which sounds silly. But one of my closest friends, I met her at the gym at 5am. Oh, we yeah, both Eric and I have become good friends with people that we've met at the gym. And it's, you're so right. It's not this like intimidating, like everyone's watching you. It's yeah. actually, you know, everyone's there we're all somewhat like-minded because we're there for, uh, you know, our health. And yes. can you also talk a little bit about like, I know I'm sure you have, you actually, you have a home gym, but I started at home. Maybe someone's not quite ready to go to the gym yet. Can they still have effective workouts at home? Yes, absolutely. I remember during COVID, I worked out from home for four months and I, saw such great results. And that's because I was programming my workouts and following a strategic program. And I think especially for home worker outers, this is important. If they're wanting to see results, they need to be following a structured program. And in my app, I do have a home and gym option and they're very similar. So you can easily bounce back and forth. But having a structured program, especially at home, will help you see results even when you don't have access to the barbell or the leg press, that type of thing. Having that structure will keep you from the random Instagram workouts that you see and will keep your progress continuous. Yep, definitely victim of those two back in the day. Would you recommend or what type of equipment, if if there is somebody who's working out from home, what would you recommend that they, if they're like starting from scratch? What should they maybe invest in? Um, what's the first type of equipment that they should get to have an effective workout? Yeah, the first thing I would get is dumbbells because you can do anything with dumbbells. I also love my long resistance bands. And I actually have a little hack on my Instagram page where you can loop it through a toilet paper roll and stick it in your door. And it's basically an at-home cable machine. So just get one of those long bands and it's like you have so many, a world of new exercises that you can do. I love a booty band. Those, you know, intensify all the leg exercises and a chair, a bench or something like that. If you have those three or four things, you can do all of my workouts. You can have endless amounts of workouts to do. I, I laugh because my mom sent me your video of the toilet paper hack. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She's like, her mind was blown. I was like, yeah, yeah, this is a, see, you could, you can do whatever you want at home. Yeah. <laughs> and that's where she feels comfortable. She feels comfortable working out, doing strength training at home and it works for her. And I used to as well. And now I feel comfortable, you know, going in the gym, but it's great because you can have such an effective workout at home. Absolutely. With minimal equipment. Totally. Yeah. I also love how you program and and this is something that I never even thought about until I used your app was using the resistance bands when we're doing like hip thrusts yeah. using them around your like above your knee yeah. to focus on like proper placement which before that I mean I don't know what I was doing but that helped so much. Yeah. So yeah, even at the gym I bring my bands with me to properly, you know, either with form or by adding that increased intensity, like you said. Yes, absolutely. So we know that you, gosh, it's not so recent anymore, but I guess it's still recent that you had your baby. Yes. (laughs) How how old is he now? He's seven months now. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) That is wild. I'm just flying. That is wild. It, It is flying. And I, gosh, it seems like it was just yesterday, but it also seems like it was so long ago because I've seen you show up so consistently since you've had him. How do you stay motivated as a new mom running your own business? How do you stay so motivated and on top of your health? 
So I would say it depends what you mean by motivation, because I would <laughs> say probably 90% of the time I am tired and I am not feeling motivated. I do have goals and that definitely helps. You know, I have very specific goals that I want to reach and that always makes the certain workout that has that exercise more exciting. But more than being motivated, I'm just disciplined. I'm a time blocker and I'm a planner and I will plan my day out the day before and I time block a time to go to the gym. So whether I want to or not, it is time set aside for me to go do what I need to do. And I think sometimes, you know, motivation can seem like, are we motivated to go run through a brick wall every day? (laughs) Probably not, you know, but you know, if we had to, would, you know, do we do it out of discipline? Do we make ourselves do it? Cause, cause we have to. And I think that discipline can take us so much further than motivation can not to say we shouldn't have, you know, goals can't excite us because I definitely say have goals because they can get us more excited and make us more made it motivated to push that higher weight. But I think just making time in your day to show up there every day, whether you're feeling great or whether you're not feeling that great, just show up and do the thing and being consistent will help you see progress so much better. Just a couple things. I, I am motivated. I have things that make me excited to go to the gym on the Sadie Active community, a lot of us have a goal to glute thrust 300 pounds by the end of the year. And it's kind of like become a community goal for a lot of us. I love that. And it's so fun. And so I love going to work on my glute thrust at the gym. And that used to be an exercise that I totally dreaded because it is hard when you're lifting heavy. It's really hard and exhausting, but it's fun to have that goal. But also something new that motivates me is the fact that I have a son. And I think about back to my childhood, things that I knew about health and fitness. I I didn't know much and I didn't learn much, but I was active. And I know how much children emulate their parents, right? And so that's a whole new level of motivation for me to make it a lifestyle, not just short term, I want to lose some weight or I want to get some muscle and then off I go. But it's totally a lifestyle for me. So I think being disciplined to live that lifestyle long term is what is what makes me excited. It truly does. So Ooh, kind of I love that answer, but no, I love it so much. But that's that's so true. I know I have a lot of clients who are moms and they they want to show up and have more energy for their family. And yes. it's not selfish. And that's something too that I think is really important to to note is it's not selfish to want to take time to go to the gym or to, you know, work out at your home. Absolutely. That's actually selfless because you're, you're really showing up for your, you're going to be showing up for your family with, with more energy, with more strength and, and all that. So I love that point. Yes, absolutely. And I love that because strength training, like we talked about at the beginning, like enhances our energy and our metabolism so much. And that affects every single aspect of our day that affects how we show up with our families. And so you're right. It is absolutely not selfish to work out and take care of yourself that way because it plays into every part of our lives. Absolutely. So what are some non-negotiables for you every day? Okay. <laughs> yeah. So every day I go to the gym. <laughs> yeah. I was I was going to say, I know I love watching your walks. I keep talking about this, but like your view on your walks, I feel like that's a non-negotiable for you. It's like you get yes. up and you get your movement in, which is so motivating to me. Absolutely. Well, I have read, you know, how important sunlight in the morning is. And we obviously start right before the sun comes up because it's so hot, but we do get in our daily walks. And that's something that I love. I, my job is very sedentary, which you wouldn't think that, but it is it's a ton of computer work as yep. I run an app. And so getting some movement in the morning is truly a non-negotiable for me. And like we talked about, just walking, it's so good for us, lowers our cortisol levels, gets us moving. And it's fun because my husband comes with us and we take our baby and it's a whole family affair. So that's definitely a non-negotiable for me. Getting in my protein, that's a non-negotiable for me. As hard as I work to increase weight at the gym, if I'm not getting in the protein when I come home, then that's not really going to benefit me so much. So 
I am an intuitive eater somewhat right now, you know, at maintenance, but I do count my protein. So it's kind of a different way to approach things. But that's what's worked for me being a new mom and being so busy. That's something that I'm able to. That's one thing that I can do to work on my nutrition that doesn't feel overwhelming. Yeah, that's great. I love that approach. And obviously I love the gym every day. So yeah, <laughs> or five times a week anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, before we wrap things up, I would love to talk about your app a little bit. Do you mind yeah, telling us absolutely. a little bit about what your app includes and what people can expect if they sign up for your app? Yeah. Well, something that I take a lot of pride in in my app is that it's so very simple. You know, you just get on the app and it is you just have the workouts that you need to do right there. And it's really awesome because we all do the same workouts. And as that might seem intimidating to someone as a beginner or someone who's more advanced, who might think, are these going to be too easy for me? The wonderful thing about weight training is that we can make the workout harder or easier by adjusting the amount of weight that we're lifting. So I find my workouts very challenging, but that's because I'm trying to lift as heavy as I possibly can. Yeah. Um, For beginners, they can start out using lighter weight and then gauge how much weight to lift from there. But it is super fun, like I said, because we're all doing the same workouts. The community is huge. And it's awesome to be able to talk about the workouts together. A couple times a week, I'll post a workout on Instagram and we can all talk about the hardest part of the workout (laughs) on there. And it's a really great community support. My favorite part of the app is the fact that we can track our progressive overload. We can write down the amount of weight and reps that we lifted for every single exercise and see that number go up over time or make sure that it does. And I feel like that's really helpful for me because sometimes I find myself reaching for a weight that I know I've used before, but then I'll go check my app and I'm like, oh my gosh, I lift 20 more pounds than that last time. And I'm like, it saves so much time knowing what you did the time before. And it really helps you progress and continue to get that progressive overload. I have to say, I mean, as a fellow Sadie Active member, I love your app and I love that feature because it has helped me so much. One thing that actually I do want to talk on too, just quickly is, so with progressive overload, let's say I'm looking at that section in your app. I'm looking at, okay, this past week I was using 40 pounds and this week I'm trying to do 40 pounds, but I am just not feeling it. Is that normal? And what would you recommend if you feel like, oh, I'm just not able to do what I did last week or two weeks ago? Right. Obviously, so much comes into play with the energy that we bring to the gym. You know, how well we slept the night before, how active we were the day before. So it's not always, we're not always approaching the workouts in the same state that we were the previous time. And so I would say just approach it with that same rule of thumb. Am I failing within the last two to three reps of each set? Or if I'm not even getting halfway through the reps, then yeah, I need to lower the weight. And it's not that I'm not progress, or it's not that I'm taking a step step back, but it's just that my body can't handle that that type of stress today. And you are challenging yourself if you're failing within the last two to three reps. And last question for you: If you had to pick, which it might be very hard for you to pick, but if you had to pick your favorite day of Sadie Active, what day would it be? Oh, shoulders, shoulders (laughs) all day. I love it. I, oh, that is just my favorite workout every week. I, for years, I've loved working out shoulders. I've tried to love leg day. Don't love it, but give me all the shoulder days. (laughs) It's so funny. I go through different phases, I feel like, but I'd say I've never loved lower body. (laughs) I've never loved it. I don't either. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm always between like back and shoulders. Yes. It's so fun to feel strong on our upper bodies. I think that's, that's why we love it so much. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Well, can you please let my listeners know where we can find you? Yeah. So you can find me on the Sadie Active app. Obviously I upload five new workouts per week. We work the same muscle groups every week, but they're new workouts every week. And you can also find me on Instagram. I'm there every day on my stories and my posts couple times a week, I post a full workout on there. So we can go there and talk about the workout and it's really fun. So 
Yeah, that's where you can find me. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. It was great talking through. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it was so great talking through the benefits of strength training. I know it's completely changed my life. I know it's changed your life. So if we can help other women feel the sort of energy and strength that we feel, I am all for it. So I really appreciate you joining and sharing today. Thanks for having me. I love talking about it. Of course. Well, thanks, Sadie. Before I forget, I want to celebrate the launch of my show with you by doing a super special giveaway. I'll be choosing three lucky winners who will win some pretty amazing prizes. The first winner will receive a $100 Viore gift card because it's this San Diego gal's favorite workout and athleisure apparel, and I know you're going to love it too, if you don't already. The second place prize will be a $100 Amazon gift card to stock up on all your healthy favorites. And the third place prize is a free protein powder from Clean Simple Eats, my favorite protein powder, to help you hit your protein goal each and every day. To enter, I've made it super easy for you. All you need to do is follow the podcast, give it a five-star rating, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. And before you hit submit, make sure to take a screenshot of your review and send it on over to me on Instagram at mindedmymacros. And I'll even give you a bonus entry if you screenshot one of the first three episodes, share it on your Instagram stories, and tag me. So again, make sure to send me that screenshot over to mindedmymacros on Instagram. And if you don't have an Apple device, not a problem. You can send me a DM on Instagram of what you're loving about the show. The giveaway ends on August 1st. I'll be announcing the winner on my Instagram stories on August 2nd, and I'll be sure to send you a DM to let you know if you're one of the lucky winners. I'll put all of these details in the show notes for you, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's episode. I love hearing from you, so shoot me a DM over on Instagram at macros to keep the combo going. If you've learned anything from this episode or any of my past episodes, I'd really love it if you took a few seconds to leave a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I love hearing what you've learned or what you've taken away from any of these episodes. It means so much to me when you do that. And if you have any friends you know that need a little help kicking some old dieting mentalities to the curb and want some simple, effective, and sustainable tips to feel their best share a link to this episode with them. Thanks so much for listening and I'll catch you next time.